Welcome to Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline, the podcast. If you're one of the people who have stopped by our blog at litwithkellyandjacqueline.com, thanks for reading and for finding us here. If this is the first time you've heard of us, we're glad you found the podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Jacqueline. And we're back here in the book cave. Uh, Moose is upstairs today, so he's not down here with us, but here we are again. And today, we're (laughs) going to be talking about holiday cooking. Yeah. I... That second thing that you, how you just said, yeah, that's how I felt about this <laughs> particular prep work. <laughs> well, you know, I, I had some, I have some good cookbooks. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Well, yeah. Um, the spread in front of us is lovely. We're going to share with you some recipes we found from a variety of cookbooks. Um, but as usual, we'll start with the most important of the day. Which is the drink recipe. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course. Um, Today we're enjoying blood orange margaritas, kind of. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. (laughs) So I I found in the library, you're going to laugh, loyal listeners will recall that um, (laughs) I'm a big fan of the Hallmark movie. Right. And um, I didn't know that they made one of these, but they have a Hallmark Channel Countdown to Christmas book, which includes like... Stuff about background for making the movies and like where they go to film the you know certain scenes or where you know the the all of the movies take place, but inside the actors and actresses also share like gift wrapping tips, traditions for, that they themselves use, but also they share some recipes. And way at the back of this one, which I thought was kind of funny, it was like the very last thing they Is listed. This is like the only or, alcohol recipe yeah. in this. <laughs> It's just the one page. But it's eight festive cocktails. Oh, eight of them. And none of them were like particularly Christmassy to me, but I chose uh, the blood orange margarita to try today. So in a cocktail shaker, you muddle jalapeno and cilantro, and then you add tequila, lime juice, and ice. Shake, shake, shake. And then you're supposed to top with blood orange soda, jalapenos, and cilantro. Um, Our local grocery stores, plural, did not have blood orange soda, so we just went with regular orange. But it's still (laughs) going to be fine. So... So I think have, it doesn't. So I think if you had the blood orange soda, it would be more like Christmassy Christmas red. red. Yes. yes, in the in the picture they show you, which I do appreciate because I do like when a cookbook shows you what it's supposed to look right. like, not just at the end, but along the way. Right. Loyal listeners may also recall my attempt at eggnog <laughs> and how I wish that I had had a picture of what that was supposed to look like along the way. Um, but this one, uh, you know, it mostly it mostly matches. The, the one in the picture is a little pinker than this one, yeah. but uh, let's give it a taste. Okay. It's going to be a little spicy because there was jalapeno mixed oh, right. in there. Okay. Oh. And I just taste tequila. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have a stronger version than that. I can taste tequila, but I also taste the cilantro. Yeah. And then a yep. little hint of jalapeno, but yep. it's not that spicy. I can smell the cilantro more than I can taste it. Mm. But it's good. Mm, that is good. Kind of a dirt flavor. <laughs> that would be the cilantro. I don't want to be, um, but no, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> <laughs> just it's like it's like like when you have a, a wine and you're trying to taste the flavors it finishes with dirt <laughs> just what you want from a christmas festive cocktail but it's actually a quite good hint of earth <laughs> sure <laughs> but you know 
if you like tequila, it's not bad. No, it's it's actually really good. I don't find it strong with tequila because part of that is the lime juice that you maybe put in there. Maybe we should trade glasses. Oh, okay. Is, we were <laughs> in a pandemic. Maybe we should switch drinks. But huh. um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's fine. I remember when you made margaritas, but you did everything like by hand. Well, like yeah. you made, the, and those were really nice. Um, this, I, I think that I would skip the muddle step. Oh. I think that's why we're getting that hint of, of earth. earth. Mm-hmm. Yep, is the fresh herbs. Yep. But, you know, Hallmark recommended it. <laughs> right. so. so, and what Hallmark recommends. So I went with it. We gotta try. Right. So there you go. So that is one of the, one of the choices I made from this particular cookbook. Or, I guess it's a cookbook. Maybe it's, it's, it's a, it's a combination. Like, yeah, it's cataloged as one, but. It, right. It's a little of everything Christmas right. related. All right. Well, I thoroughly enjoy my drink, so that will be tasty. It's not bad. So, um, what are we going to wash this down? Or you know, right? What are we going to wash down with this margarita? So, one of the uh, cookbooks that I chose was the Beach House Cookbook by Mary Kay Andrews, which is fully appropriate. My absolute favorite cookbook. I've made so many recipes out of here. I got to tell you, it's full of butter. All recipes are, you know, it's that southern cooking. It's the um, the butter, the cream, and whatever butter makes everything better. right. So, but she has a holiday section in here. Okay, and um, so I chose. Let me get to that my. That sound page. you heard was the book falling it open. Was. It's hefty. <laughs> it is. There are a hefty. lot of recipes in there. Um. Okay, I've made this before, and it's one of my favorite. It's shrimp and grits. Now, I didn't make the shrimp part because the grits are to die for just by themselves. Mm. And um, so that's what we're sampling today to wash down our margarita. <laughs> but this, the, the grits rep- recipe calls for two and a half cups of chicken broth, two cups of half and half, two cups of par- grated fresh Parmesan cheese, and then you put a quarter stick of butter in. Really like what I'm hearing so far. <laughs> <laughs> so they are so good. So good. You could just like, they're like mashed potatoes. They're like super creamy mashed potatoes. So let's give them All a right, shot. Let's give them a taste. Mm. There's the cream and the butter and the they're parmesan. Like velvety. They are. Very savory. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I anticipated grits being saltier. Mm. The parmesan, I thought, would give it. Like a saltier flavor, but it's not. I think that the salt would come from when you put the shrimp sauce over. Yeah, maybe. so that's probably why. When when they tell you to put shrimp with it in this recipe, mm-hmm. do you like pan saute them in a so they have like a drizzle? So they are actually cooked with bacon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so well, ba- you would get a little salt then. Bacon, yep. onion, uh, red pepper, a little bit of a jalapeno. Clove, garlic clove, okay. then the shrimp, and then lemon, and that's pretty much it. So on their own, they're delicious, but mm-hmm. they would also serve as like a pretty neutral base for something that mm-hmm. had a lot of, of kick. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the, you know what I like mm. about um, Mary Kay Andrews' cookbook is that she talks a lot about her family traditions and stuff. Oh, that's and so, nice. so this is, you know, stuff that um, she's cooked for years at, you know, um, holiday times and stuff. She mm-hmm. talks about her family. And this is like when I first read this, I actually read through the cookbook. I never read through a cookbook. Oh, but I always do. At the top, there's always an explanation of why she's chosen the recipe and stuff. And this is actually where I found out that she rents her houses on. Oh, okay. On, in Georgia, on Tybee Island. Mm-hmm. So 
that's where I first found that out. So it was a great, um, it's a great cookbook. I have another recipe uh, from there too. Um, but there, my one of my favorite recipes in this book is also it's cucumbers. It's cucumbers that are soaked in vinegar and onions. Oh, yeah. I love those. They're yeah. so good. Oh, a highlight of summer. Yeah, and they're so easy. It's like you just put them in there and you leave them for like a couple days. They're mm-hmm. like refrigerator. So good. Yeah. Um, and she has this macaroni and cheese recipe in here, which I haven't tried yet, but it's like five different kinds of cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> and corn and crab chowder. And there's a picture for everything. Perfect. So, yeah, it's a really great cookbook. It's one of my favorites. I have like two shelves of cookbooks at home. I don't cook from them very often, but I do love to read cookbooks. So it's funny that you're saying that you don't normally, that you, Kelly actually cooks from her cookbooks. I just read the stories. Sometimes I'll take inspiration from a recipe, but it's very rare that I go back to like recreate one. So that's why these kind of forays into cookbooks for the podcast are fun for me because I'm actually using them for what they're supposed to be for. <laughs> but these grits are great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have them often. They're not something that I seek out. But, but I'm maybe telling I you, will. These, but these could, are really good. These could be mashed potatoes. You uh-huh. could use. You could put gravy on. You could put spaghetti sauce on them. Just eat them. With yeah, chicken. Th- that could be the base for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm getting a signal that we should put a pause on the podcast so we can go get seconds of this. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey. and we're back. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we um. Yeah. These are these. So far, we're two for two, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. As Absolutely. Long as, as long as Hints of Earth is still a recommendation <laughs> for the cocktail. <laughs> it's really good. I don't think it's just the cilantro. I think it's the jalapeno, too. You think so? Yeah, because okay. I think jalapenos can be a little earthy, too. So, Well, okay. Mm-hmm. So we've had the blood orange margarita. Mm-hmm. We've had the, the grits of the shrimp and grits. Re- oh, my gosh. Shrimp and grits recipe from Mary Kay Andrews. Let's try a little something sweet. Okay. Okay, so from the same Hallmark book. I'm pretty sure they made these in the movie. <laughs> one of the movies. There's so many dedicated to bakers and candy <laughs> okay. makers. So this one um, is from Candace Cameron Bure, who oh, is, you know, she's like the queen of the Hallmark movie. Um, I hope she stays, doesn't like Ooh. jump ship for the new channel, but that's neither here nor there. Um, she listed a recipe in here for chewy ginger cookies. Mm. And um, I think it's nice. She notes that she got the recipe from a woman in Canada who baked them for the cast while they were there filming a Hallmark movie. And so she shared the recipe with Candace. They're so yummy. And I like that they have a chewy texture as opposed to the traditional hard gingerbread snap. I appreciate a gingerbread, a decorated like gingerbread person. But I, there's so much work. Yeah. So much work. I agree. And um, these are intended to be a little chewy, a little fluffier. Um, I had better luck <laughs> with these cookies <laughs> than I did with a couple previous recipes. Um, this one, though, you do have to know that it's best if the dough chills overnight. Ah. So it's a two-day effort. Um but it uses the usual, um, there's oil, sugar, eggs, molasses, flour, baking soda, ginger, cinnamon, cloves, and salt. And all that stuff gets combined, um, gets popped in the oven. They only took, these are the 11-minute version. They suggested 10 minutes for less chewy and then 12 for crispy. The first pan that I pulled out of the oven were only 10 minutes, and they were good, but the 11 just gave the top a like little. a little more crisp. 
um, which I prefer with my cookie. So, so we have the 11 minute. We cookie. have the 11 minute <laughs> chewy ginger cookie from Candace Cameron Bure. And the the middle is a little bit dense. It's a little bit doughy. But they um, they tear nicely. Yeah. So they're not they're so easily brittle. Splittable. Mmm. Good flavor. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm not much of a baker, I, so I was a little intimidated by cookies, but... Mm-mm. These are good. They're mm-hmm. not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're supposed to roll, when you, after you make, like, the dough scoops for the pan, you roll them in, mm-hmm. like, raw sugar. So they have a little crust on the outside. Um, my grandma, and now my sister and my cousin, sweet, sweet ladies, <laughs> make my grandma's molasses cookies. And these remind me of those. But those were some of my favorites. And when she, this is a funny story. When she passed, um, they they kept finding recipe cards with her molasses cookie recipe on it, <laughs> but none of them were the same. No. Oh. So and when and before she passed, my sister asked for the recipe. My grandma gave it to her. My cousin asked her for the recipe. My grandma gave it to her. But when they compared those two, even from when grandma was alive, they didn't match. So they <laughs> they've been trying to hone this molasses cookie recipe for years. And um, I'm not going to say that these are better than my grandma's cookies, but um, I think if I made these with this recipe consistently, it would be fine. <laughs> right. Because, so. you know, molasses is a stronger flavor. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yep. And when, you, like, I was pouring it into the bowl yesterday to mix it in with all the rest of the ingredients, and, like, it's not it's not as sweet a smell as you think it's going to be. Oh. If that makes sense. It's, mm-hmm. it's There's a little savory there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, if you want the flavor of a gingerbread, but you don't want to go through all the effort of making gingerbread, yeah. these would be a nice substitute for that. And good on the run. Mm-hmm. They're very good. So, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next one we're going to try is, um, I'm trying to be, catch all the holidays in December. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided okay. to make uh, potato latkes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is from the cookbook My Drunk Kitchen Holidays. How to say how to savor and celebrate the year. And this is by the New York Times bestselling author Hannah Hart. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at the new cover on this book. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah, rainbowish, right? Wow, everything looks yummy. Yeah. So okay. this is a good cookbook actually. So she goes through the years and she or the well, the year and uh starts in January and uh and the, just odd things. So here's one that's called Vision Board Day. <laughs> it's the second Saturday of the month. Okay. <laughs> so these are her things. And then, you know, she gives uh, recipes and stuff. So here's the thing that about this cookbook. There's no measurement. Oh. So it will say... How does that work? Right. So let's just see. Let's just take... Well, let's just take... Um, Okay, so garlic-ass mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving, right? Garlic-ass mashed potatoes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all it says, cream or milk, garlic. Okay. It's a lot of garlic, apparently. She says hella garlic. Um, Potatoes, salt, butter, and olive oil. But you're just supposed to guess how much of all those things? Mm -hmm. So no recipe. So gravy, for example. um, Rosemary, thyme, sage, onion, celery, flour, salt, pepper, cold butter. Is there anything at the beginning of this cookbook that, like, tells you estimates? What I really like about these things, so Mm -hmm. the gravy she puts in a wine glass. (laughs) (laughs) So 
<laughs> is it served with mashed potatoes? It is. <laughs> <laughs> and here's your green bean casserole in oh, a wine glass. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's funny. Just have a Thanksgiving tablescape of wine glasses. Right. And yeah, and so your ingredients for your green bean casserole are green beans, kosher salt, but there's no measurement. So you just have to figure it out. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, so for my potato lakis, um, it's pretty much just, I followed the recipe, potatoes and onion. Okay. And a pinch of salt. And then you just <laughs> fry them up. That's it. <laughs> that, okay. That's it. So, yeah. Um, and then you, uh, you generally serve them with either applesauce or sour cream. I choose sour cream, so. Okay. Um, but, yeah, let's give it a try. Yeah. All right. Oops. Well, I'm going to use my fingers. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, just dip. I can Spread crunching. it out, though. They're crunching. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, they're good. Mm, they're nice and crispy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sour cream is, like, just right. Mm-hmm. I've never oh, tried it. very good, Kelly. Yeah, those are good. Those would be good for breakfast, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have a friend who makes potato pancakes for breakfast, hmm. which I think is, well, I think she uses mashed potatoes for that, but yeah, these would be great. Mm-hmm. First thing. Wow. Nice work. Mm-hmm. Even without measurements. Right. It's so weird to me. <laughs> well, how can you really mess up shredded potatoes and onion, right, to taste? Well, Seriously, right? I mean, I kind of get that, but like, not even a, like a ratio. Like, is it two to one potatoes to onions? Is it half and half? Is it... Right. Just whatever you feel. Right. I mean, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I've said this before. I like cooking better than baking because there's less precision involved. But um, I do like some guidance. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I don't know if I would bake without measurement. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely not. So she does do Christmas cookies in here. That seems impossible. Okay, let, let me just look that. I, I, I didn't really. Oh, here we go. Oh, now for the Christmas cookies, she does give two cups of all-purpose flour. Is that it? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) No, and then half a teaspoon of baking powder. And so she does go down for that. So for baking, it seems like she gives measurements. But everything else... That makes more sense to me. It's just, uh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like for ice cream. It doesn't give any... How much milk, sugar, vanilla... What? (laughs) Ice or rock salt. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to find this one and look at it mm-hmm. in the new year. That's But there are some really good recipes, and I have a couple more from there from here, too. Huh. So, Was yeah. that a face mask? Oh, I didn't even pay attention. I, I think it was. I think it was a face mask made from avocado. They really cover everything in there. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. All right, what is it? Say, can you say the title one more time? Okay. Uh, My Drunk Kitchen Holidays. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yep. That's a good one. All right. So, what's up next? The two savory from Kelly's cookbooks were super yum. Mm -hmm. Let's do Mm. one of the sweets. Okay. Also from My Drunk Kitchen. Again, it's very simple. It's called Cozy cozy Corn. And there's two ways you can do it. One is like more of a savory. So, you do popcorn kernels and you um, add rosemary, parmesan, salt, and pepper. Okay. And butter. Um, I didn't choose that one. I chose the other. <laughs> I chose the sweet one, which was, um, it's popcorn kernels, red hot candies, and peanuts, honey roasted peanuts. 
So, which should not work together. But it does. But they do. Mm-hmm. So what you have to do, like, okay. Huh. So this was almost a fail. Not really. Because <laughs> you think it would be so easy. But so I just threw everything together. Okay. Um, but then I realized everything was sinking to the bottom. And I, when I went back and looked at the picture, I'm thinking, no, there should be red stuff. So I realized I needed to melt the, the uh, red hot candy. Mm-hmm. So I had to melt the red hot candy in water. And then get it a little syrupy and then pour it over to... Oh. Yeah. And so... And that turned out. Now it's very yeah, Christmassy and colorful and stuff. So... But it really does work. Surprisingly. And it's not too hot. The no. cinnamon red hearts are not that hot. So... And when you said honey roasted peanuts with cinnamon red hots... I know. I thought you were going to be wrong about this. Mm-mm. But you're not. No. <laughs> It could be addictive. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably best. Ooh, that was a big crunch. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's probably best to just make a small batch of this. Because, right. Yeah, you could eat that all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing about that Mm-mm. seems logical, Mm-mm. but it's really good. Mm-hmm. There's a side benefit. What's the side benefit? When you're making that, the entire house smells like sin. Oh, oh does. that's nice. Yeah. That's very, very holiday-like. holiday-like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. Very simple, too. Yeah, and if you're worried about the Red Hots, they're not an overpowering cinnamon. No. Not like some cinnamon candy. These are pretty mild. And I would imagine... Well, is there... I wonder if there's anything else that you could sub in if you really, like, despise cinnamon. Probably not in this instance. I wouldn't think so. But you could do the rosemary, salt, pepper kind. And the parmesan. Yeah. I bet you that would be good, but I'm not a fan of rosemary. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's a nice little snack. Mm-hmm. And as um, it gets colder and grosser out, I will be looking for movie watching <laughs> snacks on the side. So, it's also, you know, Hallmark movie season. So. <laughs> kind of like a trail mix, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, but without those nasty raisins. Oh, I, you know what? Maybe you could put M&M's in. You probably could. Hmm. I wouldn't have said that this was going to work. And I said that already. I'm saying it again. I wouldn't have said it was going to work. I, it might work with M&M's. But it's the honey roasted peanut that's throwing me off. It's delicious in here. Mm-hmm. But I'm having a hard time believing that anything else goes with it, except this has proven me wrong. Right. So, huh. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. All right. pretty damn good. That's from the drunk one, too? That's from the drunk, my drunk kitchen holidays. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. What's okay. next? All right. We have another sweet. <laughs> kind of. Okay. So, I also checked out from the library a book just titled Holiday Cookies. Show-stopping recipes to sweeten the season. I bet you they're beautiful pictures. They're stunning. Mm-hmm. Show-stopping should have been the giant red flag for me. <laughs> I was thinking that. So, yeah. <laughs> not, not for Rightly you. So. Not for you. But I was no, thinking that. It is for me. Rightly so. I should have just looked at it and put it back on the shelf. But I thought, yeah, I can do this, right? But ironically, I did not choose a cookie recipe from the Holiday Cookies cookbook. I chose the recipe for peppermint bark. Peppermint bark is one of my favorite holiday treats. I love peppermint bark so much. I... It when it starts popping up like at Costco, and oh yeah, but up in the little squares, oh I love it. Mm-hmm. 
but I've never attempted making it at home. But I'm looking at this recipe. There are only one, two, three, four, five, six, re- six ingredients, none of which I'm unfamiliar with. Um, it's a mix of chocolate and white chocolate and peppermint. And I thought, like, how hard could this be really to do? Well, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the picture over your shoulder, and it's yeah, your this is what it's supposed to look like. Look like what you brought. What's on the plate <laughs> does not, in fact, look anything like the image. And let me tell you why. <laughs> so last night, I like, I get everything out. I set up my little double boiler. I melt the the chocolate, the the brown chocolate, and it everything goes swimmingly. It melts down in the double boiler. I pour it out onto my prepared parchment pan and it, it everything goes out. I level, I level it all off. It makes a nice layer of chocolate. And uh, oh, and in that, when you melt it, you add peppermint extract to give the base of the peppermint flavor. I, I imagined in my head that melting the white chocolate would be just as easy based on the instructions inside the packaging of the white chocolate bar. <laughs> It was not. <laughs> and so I wound up with eight ounces of scorched white chocolate oh. that were in the trash. Oh. So, so what you're supposed to do is melt and pour the brown chocolate. Let it get a little firm. While while it's firming up, you're melting the white chocolate. You're supposed to like put that in another layer over top, swirl it together gently, and then put your crushed peppermint candies on top. This does not sound difficult at all. <laughs> Except... Apparently, I heard this later from a friend of mine who makes candy regularly for the holidays, that white chocolate is really difficult to melt. Oh. So I had it to a consistency like of frosting. And I was expecting it to melt down like sauce and it never got to the sauce. Oh. I think the frosting consistency was was about as melty as I was going to get it, but I didn't know that. So instead a few dollars worth of white chocolate wound up in the garbage and I just sprinkled the peppermint candies on top of the dark the darker chocolate so it's like it's fine it doesn't look like the picture and it doesn't have two kinds of chocolate in it it's probably still edible oh I'm sure so we'll it give it a try um but yeah it's not it's not what it's exactly supposed to be oh it's a little melty mm-hmm keep it in the fridge if you're gonna make this Oh, but it's good. It's good. Oh, very good. It's supposed to be twice as thick as it is. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be. I think it would be really, too sweet. I really like white chocolate. And so it I'm just sad that it didn't hand. work out. It just melts in your hand. I but, got like chocolate all over my hair. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if it's supposed to do that either. But, and I have seen where like you, you mix the chocolate with like a coconut oil or something. There was a coconut oil in the recipe, but all they want you to do with it is to help keep the parchment in place. So, like, mm. it didn't make it a lot of sense to me that um, you were just melting the chocolate. And I I used, like, nice chocolate so that you would, you know, because, and I've said this before, I like really dark, bitter chocolate. I didn't go with the super dark. Oh, really good. Um, but, so it's not bad. It's not what it's supposed to be. So I'm going to call this one like a half fail because it didn't turn out exactly like the recipe said, but it's still, I would still put it on a plate at a party and I think people would eat it. I'm not a big fan of white chocolate. Okay. So I probably would have, I prefer this one myself. Okay. 
then if you're going to do that, I would just double the amount mm. of chocolate that you use or use two kinds of brown chocolate. Mm. Um, okay. So I would, if it was me, I would maybe do a lighter and a darker, bittersweet. Um, just because when I laid, when I like poured it out on the pan, it was like paper thin. And I think that's why it melts pretty easy. Right. But um, yeah, so when you make it, I also would suggest keeping it in the refrigerator. I'm now going to wash it down. Oh, and it does say that. You can store it in the (laughs) fridge. That's not going to be good because it's orange. No, it's good. Okay. It does say you can keep it in the fridge for up to three weeks if you make it. So um, it's not bad. It just was not the experience (laughs) I thought I was going to have in candy making. I feel like you've learned a lot in these cooking like if by about a lot. white chocolate, I like how white chocolate melts. Um, let's see, last episode it was of the eggs and the eggnog. Yeah. How to temper eggs? Yeah. What I've learned is, I there are some things I'm just not good at, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. For some our things, I'll leave to you. Last <laughs> for our last uh, sampling. Mm-hmm. I went back to uh, the Beach House Cookbook by Mary Kay Andrews, and I went back to the Christmas uh, section. Okay. And I chose, it is called uh, Cinnamon Roll Bread Pudding. So this calls for those big egg roll or egg rolls, big cinnamon rolls that are already baked, like in the bakery. Okay. Or in the bakery section of a store and so you cut those up into one inch pieces and then you um it's got two cups of half and half and then brown sugar egg yolks and stuff to make the bread pudding and it also has raisins in it but i'm not i'm not really that much of a fan of raisins but you're supposed to soak the raisins in rum for a half of course you are a half hour right Mm -hmm. which i did and then you reserve a teaspoon teaspoon of that rum and put it in the um bread pudding sauce with the half and half and stuff okay um and then you also add apples so it's supposed to be a combination of a cinnamon roll and an apple fritter okay so that's what i did and then it's got pecans in it um and then you dot it with butter and add cinnamon sugar over the top and then you glaze it with powdered sugar and the milk but then you're supposed to also add some white rum and i thought "Mm, i don't like rum in my frostings (laughs) How many frostings have you had with rum well, in them? Well, I, I just, you know, like bread pudding always has like, when you put the uh, glaze or something on it, it always has a, um, it has rum on it or okay. some kind of liqueur or brandy yeah. or something. Okay. And I, I just don't like alcohol in my frostings. Okay. Frostings are supposed to be sweet, not alcoholic in my opinion. Okay. Now, if you cooked it down, that's a different story. Like the the raisins they're cooked so you're not gonna the alcohol is gonna it's not gonna be quite as strong yeah but you know you're not cooking the frosting you're just mixing it with milk and powdered sugar and yeah it doesn't get heated at all no not at all so okay yeah well it looks really good until you got to the frosting it was sounding dangerously close to fruitcake oh Oh. no because it had fruit raisins apples yeah almonds I had fruitcake like one time ever, and I, that was like one time too many. So, and I'm with you. I'm not a huge fan of raisins either, but I know that it's like a key ingredient to bread pudding. So, it's pretty good. It's sweet, but not overly sweet, I don't think. Oh, wow. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's like not, it's not overwhelming Mm -mm. in any way. Mm -mm. Oh, that's really good. 
Mm -hmm. Um, Can I just say that I appreciate that Mary Kay Andrews understands that nobody really wants to make cinnamon rolls from scratch just to cut them into a bunch of pieces. (laughs) So thanks for being a realist, Mary Kay. Uh, Right, because that would be awful, I wouldn't do that. I would have on my own been like, I'm just going to get some Pillsbury ones (laughs) and bake those. So I'm glad that she recognized (laughs) that no one was going to do that. Yeah, that's good. I shouldn't say that. I wasn't going to do that. And I appreciate that she gave us that shortcut. Well, I think it's because you're supposed to make it on Christmas morning. Oh, okay. And time saver, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's for a Christmas brunch. So. I've made something similar to this, but it's not quite as, like, it's not as thick. This is good. Like, and I've, and mine doesn't have apples in it, which is also really nice. These are freshly cut apples, not apple pie filling. Correct. Okay. Uh, Honeycrisp apples, to be exact. Some of the best. <laughs> yep. Some of the best. Mm-hmm. Wow, yeah, these are this is really tasty. Mm-hmm. I um I didn't think that I was a fan of bread pudding. I had one one time at one of our local establishments that they made it with um apple cider mill donuts. Yes. And it was like I didn't so order a second good. order even though I really wanted to. <laughs> I love bread pudding. So I've my my Bread pudding palette is expanding. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be the right. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't like anything with brandy or anything in it. Like, okay. you can't taste the rum in here. No, not at all. No. Not even in the raisins. And I like the pecans. Yeah, that's really tasty. Mm-hmm. Nice work. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I think we did, I think we did, we did uh, okay. a fabulous job. Like, yeah. a little sampling of... Well, you can make it the holidays. Cookies are darn good. I mean, no one's asking me to make the turkey or the ham or whatever for Thanksgiving or holiday dinner. They're not. No, no one's. No. Um, But, you know, I would be. I I feel like I would maybe try my hand at those potato latkes that you made. Mm. They're very easy. And what are the grits easy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. They don't taste like they would be. You just boil them in like half and half and chicken broth. Until for 15 to 20 minutes until they're like creamy and smooth because okay. they're already creamy and smooth then. You take them off the heat, you add your Parmesan cheese and the butter and you're done. Huh. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, maybe I would be brave enough to try mm-hmm. that. None of that sounds too like measured. It's like minty. making pasta. Okay. Right? I haven't screwed that up yet. So <laughs> maybe I could do grits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what we did forget to, t- to say, though, what? earlier, was um, what else we're reading. So we've been doing this cookbook experiment, but is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners that you've been reading? So I am anxiously awaiting for, and you would think I would remember the name of it, but it's Diana Galbadon's Something to do with bees. bees. Mm-hmm. So I'm anxiously awaiting that. Not that I'm going to remember the last book, because they're far between. So I hope there's some, the first chapter kind of catches you up to speed. Okay. Or I might have to go read a summary of the last book to figure it out. And then I'm also waiting for Janet Ivanovich number 29. 29? I think. I think so. 28 or 29. In the... Um, Game On? Yes. Is that the right one? I think so. Um, and that's the um, Stephanie Plum series. Okay. So those are the... Oh, and then I'm going to, obviously... Um, I started the Winter Street series, so I'm hoping to get to second one to that. Okay. Those are what I'm looking forward to reading. Those are fast reads. I think I read all four of them in 2019 for Christmas. I I, I treated myself to two weeks off that year at Christmas time. Oh, good for you. And it was 
amazing. If you have that opportunity to do, I highly recommend you do it at least once. We, and we treated it very much like we were on vacation. So we were, we tried brunches at different places. I read books all day. I did like the holiday baking that I've never done before and will never do again because none of it worked out very well. <laughs> but um, yeah. And, and I read, I think all four of them in like those two weeks. So they're fast reads. They're good. You'll like those. So when we go to Nantucket in January, I um, will be all set for trivia. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that kind of memory, so I'm probably not going to have. <laughs> oh, no, but so I feel like I read on the the agenda or on the itinerary that if you win trivia, you get named as a character in one of our oh, next. Oh, I books. did read that. You're right. Yeah, that's so. that's not my mind. <laughs> no, that's fine. I don't think we're there to win. Mm-mm. So, all right. Um, what am I reading? I am reading Viola Shipman, The Secret of Snow. On I'm actually listening to it on audio. And um, I'm not reading, but I just finished watching on Hulu, Dope Sick, which is based on a book. Oh, yep. Um, I've seen that. It's been an intense watch. Um, and I... Have I had picked it up before and didn't get to it, and I would like to go back now and read Empire of Pain by Patrick Redden Keefe. Um, but I think that I will wait until January. <laughs> <laughs> I think Probably, I'm gonna stick with the, yeah. the lighthearted holiday stories between now and then, and um, I will delve into that in the new year. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited to, to finish listening to the Viola Shipman one after we read The Heirloom Garden. Yep. Um, and then I saw that this one was coming out for holidays. I thought, okay, I, I, I listened to two serial killer novels in a row, so it was time, <laughs> time for something Some else. Some lighthearted reading. Yeah, one was called Girl Alone by Blake Pierce, and the other was called Never Saw Me Coming, and I, the author's name escapes me, but both of them were, um, yeah, they were, the, the first one was about an FBI agent who was, like, out in the field for the first time tracking a serial killer who was, um modeling previous serial killers like not mo- mimicking yeah and um in the the one before it it was an interesting story there was a special psychology program at a made-up university maybe did i tell you about this one already psychopath students were oh, yes. involved in it yes. yes so um so i read those two in a row and then it was time <laughs> It was time to light Not it up. Not go a down the dark hole. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so holiday stories it is. So, right. um, so we will be back in January with a special edition mm-hmm. of Lit with Kelly and Jacqueline. Uh, we're going to give you a, a recap of our of our book oriented trip to Nantucket. We will be excited to tell you all about it when we. <laughs> going to be a good time. Um, And we'll be sure to uh, share with you everything that came out of that. Anything we learn that's like a little bit of a heads up about Ellen herself and what's coming from her. Um, In the meantime, we hope that you're all enjoying a happy holiday season. One more time, what were the cookbooks we cooked from today? Um, I chose the Beach House Cookbook by Mary K. Andrews and also My Drunk Kitchen Holidays by uh, Hannah Hart. And I worked from Holiday Cookies by Elizabeth uh, Niederlanden and uh, Countdown to Christmas by Hallmark Channel. So that one's, again, not just a cookbook. It has several Christmassy things inside, but lots of good recipes, too. So thank you for listening. Well, happy holiday season. Happy holidays. And we'll talk to you all again in January. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.